Testing. <laughs> I usually say testies, but I try to de- trying to classify. He's all grown up. Look at him. Yeah, yeah. Wearing a nice shirt. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Beer Opinions Podcast. My name is Pat Berger of Kaiser Tiger and Patty Longs, and with me, as always, is Bruce White of the Chicago Beer Experience. I'm getting it. I'm getting it right now. I, <laughs> All right. Fun. Nicely done. Yeah, Chicago yeah, Beer Experience. Yeah. How are we doing, Bruce? Doing awesome, man. Uh, weather update, of course, as usual. Now fall has arrived, it seems. It is. It's nice and cold. It's getting to curling season. Yes. Yes. The, uh, the the leaves are changing colors. It, did they change overnight? I swear they were green yesterday. Yeah, they did. Overnight. Yeah, yeah. I'm drinking an Oktoberfest beer. All is well with the world. All right. Yeah. How about you? Anything? Uh, yeah. Can't complain. Had a had a big weekend. Um, uh, went to a, a lovely wedding on Saturday night. Nick Floyd got married. Ah. Uh-huh. All right. It was uh, a fairly traditional wedding, which is. Uh, it was surprising, but it was great and wonderful, and uh, we partied and danced all night and drank enough to kill an was, elephant. Was there three Floyd's beers at the uh, festivities? There was only three Floyd's beers <laughs> at the festivities, of course. No complaints here. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, let's see, Sunday I went to the Blackhawks opener, a big 11-goal game. That was... Uh, uh, quite exciting, not the best ending, but uh, we did get a point. We lost in overtime, but it was just goal after goal. Okay. You know, it was fun. And then Monday took the my middle child for his birthday to the Monday Night Raw <laughs> wrestling extravaganza <laughs> at Rosemont. It was fucking great. I loved I, it. I feel like wrestling. I used to believe that. I used to believe it was real when I was little, and then I found out it wasn't real. You know. Quote yeah, and then yeah, I, yeah. then I, and then now, even though I know it's not real, I still enjoy it. My thirteen-year-old's like a wrestling nerd, so he's like on the forums and the websites <laughs> and following the stars on Instagram and all of this kind of stuff. So he was in heaven. Uh, it, it was my. I went a couple times as a kid, and then I took him a couple years ago. Um, but you know, with him getting into it, I've gotten a little bit back into it, and uh, it's hilarious. It's fun. Yeah. You know, everyone. The crowd is amazing. I I can't believe the stunts these guys are doing. I mean, it's yeah. you know, it's it's sports still a, entertainment. Right. It's still physical. I yes. Mean, yeah, yes. Yeah. And you know, everyone's complaining about the fight after the McGregor uh, fight. Well, that happens in wrestling in every match. It's by encouraged. The way. Yes, yeah. people are fighting after the bell in every match. <laughs> Running out of the ring and yeah, yeah doing no crazy one, stuff. And it's no big yeah. deal. So yeah. everyone get over it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get to beer. We have uh, a guest from the suburbs. He's uh, come all the way in uh, because we've had such a lack of suburban uh, guests on here. Yeah. Sorry to the burbs. Yeah. Rafael Gomez of the <laughs> Minor Threat Restaurant Group. Rafael, welcome to Beer Opinions. Thank yeah. you so much. I Thank appreciate you for it. coming. Yeah. I really appreciate you guys having me. For those that are listening that don't know, uh, you guys uh, uh, hit it big with uh, Sovereign, which is uh, uh Kind of an upscale. Well, let's not. I don't know. It's a a, a nicer than normal beer themed restaurant. That's exactly. That, good- that is literally what I say because when we first <laughs> opened, um, we were calling it farm to table, and I just it was just something I'm uncomfortable with, and uh, I've kind of morphed it into a higher end bar f- food, and then I try to avoid gastropub and. Yeah. But, uh, but that's yeah, kind of that essentially word. what it is. Yeah. 
I, I mean, we, you know, people call us a gastro pub. I, I just don't like the word. Exactly. I don't think gastro should be. Uh, it sounds like you have an intestinal problem. Exactly. <laughs> like you're going to go throw up afterwards. Yeah, right. <laughs> or have a lot of gas. Yeah. 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 Or you need some sort of Pepto uh-huh. or something. Yeah. Something Might just gastro. call it the farty pub. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't work for me. But uh, yes. And then uh, you guys opened a Crusade Burger Bar. Yeah. We uh, opened that about a year and a half after Sovereign opened. And that has been a big hit as well? Big hit. Maybe even it. bigger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have, it. and that's a little more casual and uh, totally casual rock and roll. Yeah, we play metal in there. Uh, There's something I was always jealous of. Kuma as they got away with playing metal, so I was like, one day I want a place where I can play metal. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's part of the theme, and uh, it's fun. It's burgers and shakes and beer, and people like it. They uh, like it. they don't mind the metal out there. They don't. They don't. <laughs> I was shocked because I mean. It's even way out there for me. It's in Yorkville, so it's it's west. It is far. It's Yorkville's west. out there. Yeah, and I, I'm actually from the city, so even going out there is still weird to me that I have a place that's you know built amongst cornfields. <laughs> well, let's talk about that because it's uh, interesting. I, I had a, a fun experience a couple weeks ago. I did a uh, a beer and bacon tasting out at Plank Road Tap. Oh yeah, I know yeah. Plank Road. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great guys and and but way out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um but like such an enthusiastic crowd out there. Absolutely. Um what made you guys you know it start was, out there? It, for me personally, like I said I'm from the city. I wanted to bring city like atmosphere to the suburbs i think that there are a lot of people in the suburbs that have originated from the city and have moved out there for whatever reason for financial reasons or just children school yeah and i think that um coming to the city for dinner or something like that is kind of like a specialty thing or a birthday thing for them so you know it was for me it was always like i wanted to bring that atmosphere out there because I know that there are city people out there that like to come to the city and we, we bring it to them instead. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, downtown concepts, which is why I don't know, that's what I kind of call, you know, uh, places that are maybe a, a little more elevated, less chain like and um, kind of on the cutting edge. They are popping up all over. I, I live out on the northwest side of the city, in mm-hmm. Portage Park and. We've got a few that have popped up. I mean, you know, it used to be there, there was nothing out there except, you know, Polish bars and... Uh, My mother used to live in Portage Park and yeah. she's from Poland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't mind the Polish bars, yeah. but, um, you know, sometimes you want a, uh, an IPA or something when you're out there and it was, yeah. it was fewer and far between. Few have opened up and they're doing very well, very, very well, you know, received by the by the folks out there and... The suburbs, I think, probably is a similar analogy because there are, you know, I moved out to Portage Park because I had kids and, um, you know, it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, the schools, while it's still Chicago public schools, they're right. still a little bit, you know, better and uh, uh, it's quieter, less crime, all that good stuff to raise a family in. And um, uh, it's the same story with the suburbs, right? I mean, that's- absolutely. Absolutely. There were there was a time. um not that long ago, because I've been out there for about maybe 12, 13 years. Uh, I remember the first day I moved to the suburbs out there, and uh, I got in my car, and I was like, I need a beer. And I literally went to any bar that I could find, and I couldn't find anything. Like, literally nothing. Uh, 
then I walked into one bar in downtown Plainfield, uh, and I found a robe dead guy ale. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, th- that's what it's going to be, and that's where I'm going to that's where I'm going to sit down and enjoy it. So um, it took a long time for me to be able to find anything else out there. Uh, there was another bar down the street that had, you know, maybe like 10, 20, but, you know, that was before, you know, the explosion. So, you know, going to even like a Chili's, you couldn't find anything, but you can go to Chili's now and get a daisy cutter. Yeah. I was going to ask, like when, when I think of kind of not, and I know, Chicago Burbs vary in size and and kind of what they offer in general. So I'm generalizing here. Uh, sorry for my the suburban listeners out there, uh, <laughs> but um, you know I think chain. I think of you know yeah. I, uh, there are going to be a lot of chain places, and I was going to ask, you know, have they elevated their offerings? Absolutely, because it, they've kind of had to, right? Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, okay. I bring up chilies all the time because my wife loves chilies for some strange reason. <laughs> so I'm there you know, a couple times a month, believe it or not. And um, they, they actually have T-shirts that say, you know, like craft beer expert on the back of the employees or something like that. And then you yeah. look at their offerings and the only real like independent beer they've got is a day, like I said, a daisy cutter. But, you know, for me who hates going to Chili's but is forced to, um, <laughs> it's good to know that I can at least get that daisy cutter. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Where you wouldn't have been able to, exactly. Not that yeah, long. Yeah, because I mean, when yeah. we we started dating, it was Blue Moon was my option, or you know, drink one of their Presidente Margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, uh, let me ask you because we talk about this a lot on the podcast as far as um, you know, having an interesting beer selection and stuff. It, it's it, it's not special anymore, at least you know, in the city. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, there. You know, you can go into a dive bar in Chicago and get. Uh, a, a great beer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no problem. You go into a sports bar, get a great beer. You can go to a, any bar. Seven Eleven. Any yeah. bar. Seven yeah. Eleven. Yeah. Any bar. Right. It's it's demanded, and and it's certainly taken a toll on beer bars in sure. in the city because they're you know just having a nice list is not it doesn't make you stand out anymore. Absolutely. Um, do you think out in the suburbs there's uh, having a nice list still gives you a little bit of more of an advantage than it does here? I, I think so in the sense that there's less of it, obviously. Um, out here, like you said, you can go anywhere. And the first thing you're, you're, you're drawn to is the taps because you see all those handles. Um, that's not always the case. There are still people in the suburbs that are kind of catching on right now. Um, but like I said before, uh, I remember going into bar. I couldn't find anything. Now I can go to any bar in, in the suburbs and find something that I'll drink. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think it's caught on more there now, uh, but it's still by no means like the city. And it's still, so you still stand out a little bit having, having the the superior. I mean, we still have, you know, we have the Bavarian Lodge, places like tribes, you know, that have the reputation of knowing that you'll go there and you won't just get like the, the Lagunitas IPA, you'll get something a little bit deeper and a little bit larger. Yeah. Um, and even when we started at Sovereign, I feel like we kind of stood out a little bit more because we weren't just carrying the the basics. We were looking for the um, one-offs more and, and, and things like that. Yeah. yeah, and to kind of back it up a little bit, where did you kind of develop your passion for beer? That's a great story because I used to work for a corporate restaurant. I used to okay. work uh, uh, for Bennigan's before oh. I left. Yeah. 
Is that the flare place or is that? No, that's Fridays. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Benny has tried for like a minute to copy them, but nobody wanted to do that. But the funny thing is, is that um, I started bartending literally on my 21st birthday. And uh, shortly into bartending, I'd say a few months in, they released this program. It was called the Copper Clover Club. So what they did is they brought in 100 beers and guests were given a card to keep track of their beers. And <clears throat> as you drank these beers, you would get, you know, prizes for 20 beers to 100. And so I was introduced to a lot of beers that I had never seen before. And we're going back now. We're going back. Three Floyds was a brand new brewery at the time. Sure. I, I remember, you know, uh, somebody coming in there and trying to push Alpha King on us. And we were like, we don't want that weird beer. Um, <laughs> so we're talking about like, yeah, 17, 18 years ago. And that was my first introduction to it. It was, uh, we had, we put Sierra Pale on. We put, we ended up putting uh, Alpha King on at Bennigan's. Think wow. about that. Yeah. That's how long ago it was. Which, uh, was it the Bennigan's downtown? No, it was the Bennigan's in Chicago Ridge. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so it was like ninety fifth and Ridgeland. Yeah, in that, a, in, in a burb. Yeah, <laughs> that one on Michigan Avenue cranked it back cranked. in the day. That's where we all went to like train, and you know yeah. that was the example the, store. Yeah, the flagship. <laughs> or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was this program that just introduced me to a lot of beers, and this was long before craft. It was we we were carrying micro brews, so that's where it all started. Huh. I just really enjoyed it, and. Uh, just went from there. We had like Pete's Wicked Ale and that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, I remember the Pete's Wicked. Yeah. 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 And then when you were kind of developing your concepts, mm -hmm. I'm, did you have kind of a thought when it came to beer about w how you wanted to develop a list, what, uh, how many you wanted to carry? That, that, how did that kind of all come about? Well, you know, my initial thought, well, I should say our initial thought was, you know, let's go big, let's get 100 taps and all that stuff. And, and then, you know, through the evolution and as we were, you know, developing the concepts, we were like, no, let's narrow it down and really focus on getting, you know, at the time we were thinking 20, 25 handles that are, it's just like very curated, something specific. We know exactly what we want to put on. Uh, you know, I had worked for a company in between Bennigan's and opening a place and they were very much like, who's going to give us the most money to carry this handle. And, you know, and I wanted to make sure that we were the complete opposite of that. Cause I mean, I always understood that, you know, th there's two sides to us. So, I mean, obviously there's the business side where, you know, the bill's got to get paid and all that. And then there's the passion side where we truly just love beer and we love selling it and we love talking about it. Um, but, uh, when it came to the business side of it, we didn't want to be that kind of person. We understood that if we have a good keg on, that that keg is going to pay for all our bills and pay all the employees as opposed to these kind of checks from, you know. Pay to play. Yeah, and yeah, whatnot, yeah. Yep. yeah, and it happened a lot for my old company, and I just, I just didn't like it. I didn't, you know, I guess it's the, the passion part took over the business side for me. Sure. Yeah, they, um, you know, it goes on a lot less than it used to. And, uh, but what, you know, what Raphael is referring to is um, distributors and or breweries giving incentives to restaurants or bars to carry their product. And those incentives can be legal and illegal. Most of them are illegal. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, uh, it was a, a very common practice, especially in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, you know, I worked for some restaurant groups that, 
played in that field a lot. And um, you, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, you could tell. It's funny they kind of got forced out by the customers because yeah. the customers would come in and be like, you know, this is I, this isn't this, what we want. This thing, yeah, exactly. And, you can't have uh, 10, uh, yeah, yeah, it it, it, uh, it that that the customers killed that more the, than the craft more than the feds did you for know? sure because the craft customer walks in and the first thing they're looking for is the new tap handle mm-hmm. yeah. you know you had that tap handle yesterday what's on today and the pay to play doesn't work that way it's right. you're keeping this handle on and you'll get this in return the distributors were shocked when we opened patty longs and you know all their offers came in for you know they wanted to you know bud light or miller light mm-hmm. or you know this or that or the rest and, and we were irish so Guinness just automatically assumed we were going to carry Guinness and Harp and Smithix and, you know, the whole <laughs> yeah. lineup. Yeah. Harp, <laughs> Guinness, along with their shitty beers. And we didn't. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, and I wasn't, uh, you know. Uh, you weren't going to be bullied. I, well, I wasn't that like, well versed in it all. So no. um, when they were like, well, wait a minute, you know, we'll uh, we'll support you with this. And I was like, well, you know. I don't know. Uh, that's weird. I, you know, yeah. I'm not, um, you know, comfortable with that because I'm gonna, I'm gonna rotate all my taps. And I'm, you know, I have this whole plan. I, you know, you want uh, the flexibility. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it sounds nice, but I don't think I'm gonna hold up my end of the bargain. Yeah. You know. And, and, so and I, I suggest you don't give me any any money because uh, I'm not gonna come through for you. From uh, a business standpoint, I mean, you can make more money being the bar that's rotating as opposed to getting that check. That's how it turned out. Yeah. And that that is absolutely how it turned out. Uh, You know, we weren't, weren't sure that was going to be the way, but it's very hard when you're, you know, opening a restaurant to say no to uh, a big check. check. Cause yeah, Yeah. I mean, guaranteed money. Yeah. Everyone always asks me, well, you know, I want to open a restaurant. What should I do? Get more money. Yeah. (laughs) How much do you have now? Get more than that. Yeah. You know, cause that's how it goes. You always, you know, it's the uh, surprises. Yes. I mean, it's a daily surprise opening a restaurant. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, speaking of which, you guys have been in the planning stages of a brew pub for a long time. For a long time, yes. What's the status there? We're moving along. Uh, we're raising the money. We're not taking you know large sums of money from some big person that's going to want to take over operations. We're kind of uh, word of mouth. So we're kind of for lack of a better term, nickel and diming it right now. Just when we get a nice chunk, we put it in. Um, we just got all our steel erected inside. So it's moving along. It's just moving along slowly. We're doing everything ourselves. It's, it's, it's been tough because people are becoming impatient, especially in Plainfield. Uh, they, they, they're excited. They can't wait. You know, people are walking by and they look in the windows. And But uh, like I said, it's it's been rough because we're we're – trying to do this ourselves and in your own way yeah. you want to have control mm-hmm. exactly yep. but you you've had some some problems with investors in the past we're, i don't know how much the, of that the, you can speak to but uh yeah we're we're dealing with some stuff right now um i think we just have some uh we have an investor who's not a part of the new stuff and um feels like they should have been mm-hmm. so they're they're trying to hurt us Mm-hmm. So, it, it to to be completely honest, and this is totally don't worry, no one's mo- listening. <laughs> <laughs> Except it, my dad. I, I know <laughs> it's just an emotional thing for this person. It's not monetary. They're not looking for more money. They're not saying, "Hey, you're not paying us." It's 
I know it's emotional. It's just why ain't I a part of this? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. and, and that's all it is. Yeah. 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 I can see that. I've been lucky with my few investors that we've, we've had. Well, uh, I'm a nice guy, Pat. <laughs> 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 no, I'm, I, I only invest in, in drinking, spending money here uh, more than <laughs> investment on a beer belly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, but they, you know, the, it, it's a weird, it's a weird business, the restaurant business. It and, is. And, and you know, you, you can speak to it as, as much as I have a can and, and, uh, you know, I know you've had one uh, uh, that didn't work out. Yeah. The uh, 1836 provisions. Right. It wasn't even like so much of a, a financial failure as it was, at least for me, a conceptual failure. I, from the minute we wa- we opened it, I felt like the place was incomplete. Um, we had great drinks and the food was good, but it just there was something missing for me the entire time. What was uh, the concept? It was, it was very much like Sovereign, but it was kind of more cocktail-focused versus beer. Uh-huh. Um, and we had a bartender uh, who helped us design some of the cocktails. I like to design cocktails myself. And uh, the, uh, the product was great. The concept lacked to me. And on top of that, it was taking away from our brew pub. So I just sat up. We, we just all sat together and I was like, listen, do we want to put all this energy mm-hmm. into something that we're not that passionate about mm-hmm. that we we're almost kind of forced to do by the landlord of, cause it was in the same building as crusade. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. So it was kind of like they wanted us to take the entire building. So we were like, well, we're restaurant tours. We know what we're doing. Let's do it. And we mm-hmm. really just wanted one of the spots, but we agreed to do three spots. Oof. Yeah. Um, not to mention that we are still working on the brew pub at the time. Mm-hmm. And so after we opened it and we were, you know, putting money into it and a lot of time, something that we weren't that passionate about, like, let's let this go and put all our energy on the stuff that we're passionate about. Some, some cost, you just kind of, yeah. yep. No, I mean, yep. we spent a lot of money that we'll never see again, um, but we sat down with the landlord. We are like, we mm-hmm. understood that we made this agreement that we're going to, open the entire thing, but it's just not what we want to do. It's not what we're into. It's taking more time than we thought it would and more money than we thought it would. So we let it all go and just kept our one spot like we originally wanted to do and are now heavily focused on the brew pub. That's awesome. What, what, um, uh, when it comes to the brew pub, what, what kind of focus can you tell us about the concept and the beers and anything in terms of what you're thinking. The problem is, is that when we started on it, we had a very specific brewer in mind. I'm not even going to mention who, but that brewer um, went on to open their own place and is very successful right now. Um, So that's why I really can't answer that question because it's going to have to be something that we decide on with the brewer. Got it. Yep. No, that makes sense. You're going to kind of wait until you get it Closer to completion. Correct. Find your brewer. Right. And, 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 you know, we are currently looking for anybody. Oh, there you go. Okay. Word us out. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's, that makes total sense. Yeah. I'm not saying that the the, the individual screwed us because I mean, it's an opportunity that this person took that I absolutely would have done the same thing, Yep. but the, the ball had already been rolling. So it's not like we could stop because we lost a member. So we're moving forward and kind of put the brewer in a, 
on a back burner, kind of hoping that we just kind of like naturally find somebody that we gel sure. with as opposed to like, you know, putting an ad out in the paper or something. Yeah. And but, then just kind of focus on his strength, his or exactly. hers, her yeah, strengths exactly. and, right. uh, and what, you know, exactly what they want to do. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the other problem is these beer trends change so quickly yeah, nowadays absolutely. that, um, you know, you could say, well, we're going <clears> to <throat> focus on brewed IPAs today and they may be gone tomorrow. I don't know. You know, it's uh, I don't know if IPAs will ever go. <laughs> that's true. Well, IPAs, yes. But, you know, their level of cloudiness might. <laughs> yeah, that has changed. They're like, how can we change this? I hope. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I think it is maybe moving away. I don't know. I don't know. Now it's a now it's in uh at GABF and yeah, yeah, it's an official style now. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. It's mainstream. I don't think so. Uh, you know, uh, I've. I mean, I wouldn't mind for it to go away. Yeah. But yeah. I've even I've I've given Cali a tap panel here. Yeah, uh, a one line for hazy IPAs. Yeah, they fly. They do. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they do. They, yeah. And I'm not gonna lie. At first, I was the guy on Facebook talking all kinds of shit. I'm still that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I get bombarded though with like the, hey, don't be disrespectful. And I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but. Like, I can have an opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I do too. Yeah. But, you know, I like it. I, There's I, a few brewers who uh, do not like me because of it, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're probably the same people that have messaged me. I'm sure. Yeah, because I've been vocal about it. Yeah. yeah. Do you. Without kind of boxing you in in terms of the brew pub concept, sure. do you have kind of favorite a fa- favorite styles of beer? Favorite favorite, you know, with the understanding that this does not necessarily mean sure. that that would you know take place. I, um, or, I'm kind of old school. I still like my pale ales and I still like barrel aged stouts. And you know, it's yeah. kind of like passe. Like even my partner talks schmack about me like oh he's still into like barrel aged stouts i'm into this new like cucumber goza <laughs> you know like okay no i still i still like them i'm and i like excess like i like rich beers you know sure. that's just who i am it never was, liked the session ipa you know, it's it was, true about the barrel aged stouts they are not they don't it move was, it was like the, they used to no they don't they and, don't and sometimes not at all like it, it happened quick i was at a um, beer under glass this year mm. and there were maybe five or so breweries that were releasing a special barrel aged beer for, that they had brewed just for that event in mind. And they had no lines and yeah. the, all the hazy breweries who are generally not overlapping with the barrel aged breweries, right. uh, some exceptions, but generally they were the ones, you know, with the huge lines, but I was just laughing. I'm like, man, three years ago or two, a year or two ago, those breweries would have been just hammered. Absolutely. Um, it, Absolutely. It was crazy. If we put a barrel-aged stout on now, if we do some sort of event and we have like three or four of them, there's a very good chance I'll, you know, pop in in within three weeks and still see that on the menu. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what? Like, uh, not that long ago, that would have been gone in a day. Yeah. You yeah. Know? We put on, you know, Canadian breakfast stout not that long ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, that that was a that was one that people used to line yep. up for. Yep. Yeah. That keg wouldn't last an hour. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was on for a few days. Yeah. Well, um, that's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going to places like Bavarian Lodge because they would put on, you know, darkness or something along those lines, and yeah, you you'd be waiting in line yeah. right. to get five or you know six ounces of it, and 
those I feel like those days are gone. People are kind of have moved on, but yeah. uh, I yeah. still love. They're them. still waiting in line for beer. It's just different kinds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. you know, yeah. and uh, we we got Black Friday coming up. Yeah, we'll see how long the lines are. There, right. I think they're still going to be long at the retail. As long as they can trade this shit yeah. online, you mm-hmm. know, they will wait in line for it. But uh, as far as me tapping uh, Bourbon County Stout, which I still do, yeah. uh, you know, gladly, happily, because it's one of my favorite. I love it. Uh, of I all do. time. I yeah, do. I do. I really, too. really it is, do. Uh, uh, but, it's delicious. Yeah. I mean, you know, but years ago we would have a line at Patty Long's all the way down to the Starbucks. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this year I, I doubt there'll be a line. But, right. um, you know, I'll probably be there a little too drunk. Like, like. <laughs> I know me personally, my days of waiting in line are over. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm just not doing it yeah, anymore. I yeah. I, you know, I never had those days, yeah. but I, um, I did. I was one of those guys on uh, Black Friday outside freezing my keister off, yeah. waiting for a bottle and just won't do it anymore. I just, you know, it, it, it came to me as a surprise because when we opened Patty Long's, I would tap Bourbon County Stout and it would be on for two months. And wow. no one, uh, not only did people not care about it, they were, uh, you know, like, <laughs> this is disgusting. You know, like people <laughs> Why am I literally, yeah, they had, they yeah, had terrible yeah. reactions to it yeah. the first couple of years we were open. And then mm. suddenly, you know, people were text, you know, emailing me and stuff going, hey, when are you tapping that? And then, you know, and then lo and behold, mm. uh, we were packed for it, you know, every every year. So, mm. you know, fads ebb and flow. For sure. Um, you know, and uh, the binnies by us, you drive by it in the suburbs, drive by a binnies and Black Friday. There's a huge line wrapped yeah. around the building. Still a line, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. think it's the with now it's their their rare, the rarer ones, right? That are causing the line. Well, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, like it's the, the proprietor. The, yep, and, yeah. 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 Well, now it's like, oh, what? You just got regular pieces? You just yeah, got yeah. regular. <laughs> regular in the barley wine. You don't have a variant, bro. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the variants. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, it's I, funny because beer has become somewhat of a status now. Mm-hmm. It's like when, uh, you know, I go to a party, people are like, this dude's got this bottle. And like mm-hmm. he's standing there kind of like boot on the mountaintop because he knows he's got this barrel aged Braxis or whatever. And everybody's oh, kind of waiting yeah. for him to crack it. So they got their little taster glasses and they're just lifting him up on this plateau. And it's like it, it's beer, right? It's, I mean, that's why they're trading for it so that yeah. they can be the big swing and dick at the, at the bottle exactly. share. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's what it's kind of turned into. It's just. It's a little lame because yeah, like it's been that for a while. I think yeah. it's just now it's different beers. Yeah. You know now it's I got a two day old you know yeah. haze bro. You right. know and that's uh, mm. <laughs> that now has has the other nerds all all in a titter. But yeah. um, you know whatever I'll, I'll uh, whatever makes people happy. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and whatever makes people happy. You you made a good point. I think it was a podcast two ago that or or longer that um that actually drives beer. And the beer nerds are good at the end of the day. Yeah, I try not to give them too much shit uh, because, you know, they they do, their passion is funding all of this. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I mean, here we are uh, recording a podcast on on beer, Mm -hmm. you know, like something I thought was, uh, had no place in society (laughs) uh, 10 years ago. It still may not. Yeah. (laughs) According to our numbers, it still doesn't. But, you know, I'm I'm just kidding. The doom chat. People are listening. And the ones who are listening, thank you. Yes, yes, thank you for listening. Mid mid shout out. Um, I have a question. 
Suburban breweries, which yeah. I do not give enough credit because there are fantastic suburban Chicago breweries. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want to say this is off the top of my head. Um, Hop Review keeps a great count of the number of breweries in Chicago. I want to mm-hmm. say it's something like there's 70 something in the city or mm-hmm. somewhere around there. But I think there's like 110 yeah. in the, the burbs. It's getting um, to the point where every every, every town, town wants yeah. their own brewery. Yeah. And so I was going to ask, does that present issues when you're trying to cultivate a beer, you know, beer, beer menus at your, at your restaurants to try to figure out what breweries you include? And mm-hmm. when new guys come in, how do you maintain that? I'm sure that that's probably a challenge. We do a lot of tasting. Okay. You know, uh, at the end of the day. It's the best part of the job. The li- <laughs> the liquid's the most important thing, right? Yeah. So um, not to say anything negative toward any brewery. You know, everybody's got their passion. Everybody's trying to do their thing. And I totally appreciate that. It's just unfortunately or fortunately, some do better than others. So, so it kind of sorts itself out. So it sense. sort of sorts itself out. We know the people that you know, we'll be able to sit down, taste something new. And we have a good idea that it's going to be pretty good. And then there are the others that, you know, they were, you know, uh, uh, making beer in their bathtub two weeks ago and they got like a loan and now they're making beer for distribution and it might not be as good as somebody else. So it, it sorts itself out. Yeah. I mean, I think, the more beer there is, the more bad beer there is. The more good beer there is, the more beer mm-hmm. there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we went through this in the 90s. Same same exact thing happened. And um, although not nearly, you know, as many breweries as there right. are now, but we had an influx of them. And with that, we had an influx of, of shitty beer, too. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a, a Darwin just the way it thing. Is, yeah. It's going to be a Darwin thing. You know, the, the good ones will stick around and the bad ones will go away. And Do you think we're in a bubble now? You think it's bursting? It's 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 hard. I, crazy crazy shit is happening. You know, right? like when I, I know. see yeah. things like Lagunitas is brewing Newcastle mm-hmm. and um, and laying off ten percent of their workforce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, just talked to one of the employees that was laid off, and she's like, "Well, you know, I'm really sad, but I guess maybe it's a good thing because I don't have to, you know, answer a hundred times a day why we make, you know, Newcastle now and." But as in terms of a bubble, it's it's hard for me to say because I, I think maybe in the city, <laughs> yeah, more so, yeah. Right? Um, yeah. But in the burbs, like like I was saying, I think every town wants their own brewery, and um, and there's still room for it, right? And there's room for it because yeah. there are a lot of towns out there that don't have breweries and they're going to you know outside. And uh, I think once every town has their own brewery, then possibly, yeah. sure. But I think right now. Every town is looking for their own thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, being uh, uh, an owner of two beer bars in the city, it, I think it's burst. I think the bubble yeah. has burst. Um, it has to. I mean, it's just, that's economics, you know? Exactly. And um, yeah, it's probably, you know, it, it's going to happen in places like Chicago first, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, which, you know, is, is now a, a, one of the beer capitals of the United States. Uh, and then it's going to trickle out, yeah. you know. Um, but 
yeah, there's you know there, there's a saturation point for sure, and I think we've hit it. And if yeah. you if you guys are friends with uh, Mr. Roper, yeah, uh, yeah man, he's are. he's very vocal about yeah. it. He's very vocal. He, about he is. It. He's been very vocal on this podcast about it. Yeah. He's our our only three time guest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, and I I tend to agree with him. I uh, do too. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, some of these breweries are going to close. And that's, I don't, you know, I don't wish that on anyone. Sure. Um, you know, it happens in the restaurant business quite a bit more often than it does in the brewery Absolutely. business. So, And it's been that way since day one. Since day one. Yeah. No one cries when, when 10 restaurants close in a week. But, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, it happens when there's too many of us. Yeah. And there's probably too many of us right now in the restaurant business. Actually, I think that bubble bursts. Uh, about last year mm-hmm. and we're actually you know we've gone through a lot of closings the restaurant business to me is just it, it mirrors the brewery business except the the ups and downs are much closer together mm-hmm. you know it's like every two years we have too many restaurants every yeah. three years you know and mm-hmm. then the, it, the the market adjusts itself with some closings the brewery business it seems like it's every 10 years um, because obviously breweries are a lot harder to start and, and, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Longer they're, they're, lead yeah, times. There's, and, yeah. Yep, and you the, can't just, yeah, right. They we, have a longer shelf life than restaurants do. We get asked sometimes all the time, will you open a sovereign or a crusade or something in the city? And why would I? I mean, <laughs> honestly, I wouldn't you know, suggest I, it. I don't yes. have anything like us within miles of, you know, where we're at and here, I'll, if I find something, it'll be next door to something that's exactly like me. Mm. Yeah. So I get the question if we were if we we're going to open a Kaiser in, in the uh, in the suburbs. Really? Yeah. And uh, I won't say I haven't thought about it. You would crush it. Yeah, maybe. You would yeah. crush it. Yeah. As um, your investor, I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a Patty Longs would crush it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, you know, if you want to pretend to be an investor, pretend to be a silent one. Person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you know, I love you. Uh, uh, it's all good. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I, and, and that's certainly, you know, the reason we would look at the suburbs is because um, they're, I, I think they're underserved sure. for, for such sure. concepts. And, you know? and there are, Let's, how shall I say this? There are city savvy suburbs and there are not. Sure. You know, there right. are some sur- suburbs out there that they wouldn't understand what a Kaiser tire is. And then there are suburbs that would embrace you wholeheartedly and you would crush it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do a lot of suburban business as it is being near the United Center and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, you know, the Hawks certainly draw mm-hmm. uh, a I lot was at that game on Sunday and that was crazy. It was, it was crazy, wasn't that it? That was crazy. Oh, man, it was just back and it forth. It was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it was. It was. We need Crawford back. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those Maple Leafs are good. They just scored it well. Mm-hmm. It's like every time they had to score, they put it in. Once OT hit. They won in 19 seconds. I know. I, I know. It was like a jubilation to yeah. like, and then we sat down and <laughs> yeah. it's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't they have that, um, that accountant as a goaltender for a game last year? Did you remember that? Yes. Only in uh, hockey, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think it was like, uh, or, or one game. Some, yeah. I was like, that's the best mm. story. And he did well. He like yeah. stopped all the shots, I think. Yeah. yeah. Apparently that's like common. Yeah, they, yeah, uh, yeah. there's always a guy in the crowd from mm. a local beer league. More uh, sports need to do that. Yeah. I know. Hockey is a cool sport, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Reminds me of my beloved rugby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw the United States rugby team play one time uh, years and years ago. 
and looked out there and I was like, man, that's, it was the guy uh, I played with on my local club, you know? Yeah. And after the game, I was like, hey, I didn't know you got called up. He's like, oh, they called me yesterday. Guy couldn't make his flight. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. You gotta love Hockey that stuff. Hockey is definitely you know? the, the, the punk rock of sports, for sure. I yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, what else do we have going on here? Well, um, I mean, just a there's one in, of the, yes. the, the most shocking thing that's happened in, since I've opened a place in the suburbs is that both Crusade and Sovereign have had guests come from the city, which I could not believe. You know, like like a, like a destination type yeah, of trip. Like they, sure. they yeah, they heard about us and you know they came out and I'm like, with all the choices that you have in the city and. You know, sure, yeah, there's a lot of places that pop up that might be, you know, cool for a little while and then they drop off. But outside of that, you've got, you know, if you're in the city, you've got growing the goat, you've got all these things. So why Crusade Burger Bar? What brought them from the city to the suburbs? It was shocking, but it happens every once in a while. Because I ask all the time, like, where are you from? Are you from Naperville? Are you from, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. every once in a while, I live in Chicago. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what are some of your your favorite kind of suburban breweries, um, just for people who maybe are in the city or or elsewhere who aren't as familiar? Um, um, I don't know if you can rattle some off. I, I think you know just off the top of my head, really quick. Uh, Workforce is doing a fantastic job. Okay, they are literally maybe a mile from us at Sovereign. There's um, a lot of buzz about them. Yeah, they do a really good job. Brandon, the head, the he's the head brewer and the owner. He works hard, and you can see it in everything they do. Uh, he started with a small like uh, homebrew shop, and then just started you know homebrewing in his homebrew shop, and he would you know give it out for free, and and now he's got this big beautiful brewery, and they they kill it. I've not had a bad beer from them. And plus, one of my good friends is a brewer there too, so there's that. Oh yeah. Um, he's the- <laughs> Um, and Solomoth. Solomoth yeah. is a few miles away, and I think they do a fantastic job. Uh, They're talking about uh, opening an outpost in the city. Logan Square, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I read that, and yeah, I don't know. I just kind of wish everybody would just stay in their lane. Stay in their <laughs> lane. But, I mean, yeah, can't say that I wouldn't if I had the opportunity. Also, one of the best brewery owners ever, John Barley. Yeah, uh, super right. nice guy. And the, the, he's the solemn wolf guy, right? Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. brothers, the Barley brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love it. John it is a, good, is a fantastic guy. It's a good brewery uh, surname. Yeah. Yeah. Barley, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, must run in the yeah. blood. Yeah, I was like, did they change their name to that to be cool? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's the, that's their name. And John's a super nice guy. Like yeah. the other day. I, I messaged him about, you know, this bottle opener that they have that I really love. And I thought maybe I'd make some sovereign beer openers with, and I called him or texted him and he sent me a message right away. Like you can get it here, there, there. Super nice guy. Yeah. I want to say some of my, the one for the hazy. And I know I, I do kind of like hazy IPAs. I'll admit it. Uh, noon whistle. I've always liked That's their, their thing. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. always liked yeah. them as a, a brewery. We're pouring uh, quite a bit of them uh, here at Kaiser. Yeah. And it's flying. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And then yeah. I'm sure there's a m- bunch that I'm missing, but yeah, there's, yeah, there's some awesome. Things. Noon oh, whistle yeah. is doing great things. Jeez, uh, who else? I mean, the granddaddy of them all is two brothers, which isn't yeah. far from us at all. It's, you know, like 20 minutes up the road. Uh, 
man, what else? I mean, we, we literally have a new brewery opening, even where we're at, like just in the past six months, we've had brewery named Will County open, um, river Hawk or something along those lines. Um, there's a new brewery, just like a block from where I used to live, uh, mad hatchet or something along those lines. It, it, even in the suburbs, there's one popping up everywhere. Yeah. And, and that's the, where I was, I feel like the cream will rise to the top. Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing too is suburban breweries aren't as restricted, I feel like, by space as the city. Right. So there, there are some pretty decent sized, and I feel like a lot of them do the brew pub or tap yeah. room approach mm-hmm. where they're just, you know, beautiful new buildings. Whereas in the city, they're taking over a lot of times some right. industrial, you know, warehouse type deal. Yeah, just those breweries yeah, that yeah. I mentioned, they're all in strip malls. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Which yeah. is, I don't know, I wouldn't want to be in a strip mall because it's yeah. kind of like Payless Shoe Source, <laughs> Domino's Pizza, my brewery. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the best gift to, I hate to be, I don't mean to be sexist in any way here, but the best gift to guys ever. Because you can go shopping and be like, well, I'll Maybe. be right uh, I'll be down next there. Door. No problem. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's true. I'll hold my wife's purse in a brewery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, I guess that's kind of one of the weird things about the suburbs is that you'll see a brewery in a strip mall. Yeah. yeah. Unani is in a strip mall. And, yeah, I haven't uh, been there. I haven't been there. I, I find it charming that you're like in this strip. But it's, yeah. it's kind of, it's the, I think they're in Skokie. So uh-huh. it's, you know, it's, it's like right outside the city sure. and it's still kind of got like a city feel, you know, but you're in this strip mall with like a Chinese restaurant, <laughs> exactly. And, you, you know, eat. and a laundromat yeah. and yep. some other stuff. And then there's, uh, and, and their sign is great. It just says brewery. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's cool. And he is quietly making some oh, he's absolutely getting... incredible beers. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, his, yeah, he's, he's, his, that name is blowing up right now. Yeah. People yeah. Are Jerry about... is his name. By Jerry. The way. Yeah. I remember Jerry. Um, we were at some event at Rev, and they were interviewing him on stage with a couple other people, and it was an interesting night. Yeah, he used to be right by us. Um, he was in the West Loop here, uh, in a little like it's like a storage locker, um, you know, churning out these uh, these really nice Belgian beers and stuff. Yeah, um, you know, he 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 doesn't get a lot of media attention because I don't think Jerry seeks it. You know. Mm. Um, but he sells every drop he makes, you know, and, uh, and then he jumped on the, on the double dry hop bandwagon and the, you know, I'll, I like his, I, I, we have, we pour them and, uh, they're, you know, they're a good example of the style in my mm. opinion. And, uh, they, they're definitely keeping his doors open, those double dry, as they are a lot of breweries, you know, yeah, I, right. I don't blame any of these guys for, for jumping on that fad. Yeah. I mean, you know? there are people that, you know, they, they have goals that they want to meet, and if they're not meeting them with what they're passionate with, that's where the business side comes you, in. You have right. to, you right. have to sometimes. Although I'll give know. all the credit in the world to Metropolitan. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, yeah, that is yeah. one brewery that I guns. thought for sure <laughs> would have had an IPA by now, but has not needed to do it. Yeah. And, and not even a hoppy lager. They're like, not, yeah, fuck I mean, that. You know, like everyone was making. It, these ridiculously hopped lagers. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they taste good, you know, yeah. they're, it's all good. But they were like, nope, we're, we're sticking to the yeah. tradition. And I know? will give them, I mean, everybody calls me such a fanboy with Metropolitan because they are one of my favorites. And it's because of that ability to stick to their guns and their, 
they're here and they're cranking and they've got a new brewery and, yeah. and they're, they're just making German beer. I mean, it's well, just, and they're, they're pushing kind of that weird. And I mean this in like a positive way because I, I just haven't seen it. Those coffee infused beers yes, as they well, are. which yeah, yeah. is or not coffee infused. And they're doing it on nitro coffee. too. Yeah. And sure. like, I think that's neat too. Absolutely. But, uh, Cause I mean, it's, yeah, they're it's just different. doing it to their normal beers and they're doing it because they're passionate about it yeah. and they want to do it. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. and they've got a coffee roaster in the same building. Exactly. Right. So it's a yeah. very yeah. Yeah. nice yeah. symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Sure. And, yeah. Sure. I, I did a, I had uh, friends over there and we had like the mega flight and we were walking through it, tasting it, you know, and it's just like, yeah. you just never say hoppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the wildest thing when you do a flight of like <laughs> 10 beers and yeah. you're like, Nope, uh, there's, there's not for hop heads here, nope, <laughs> but it's nope. delicious. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I love them. I think <laughs> the fact that they stuck to their guns like that is just, it's fantastic. And then that they were, you know, successful with it. It's great. Yeah. yeah, I always tell Tracy, they're the reason I started ordering from Windy City. Mm. Um, oh, wow, yeah. When they opened, I was like, an all lager brewery in Chicago. Finally, fuck yeah, you yeah. know, and uh, I couldn't... It, it's a long story with Windy City before that, but when I found out they were with them, I, you know, yeah, started calling in my order for their beer there and then finally got a rep out of them. But, you know, they, uh, they're the reason I, I, I reached out to that distributor who mm-hmm. is now, you know, the preeminent craft beer dis- distributor in Chicago. But, yeah. um, uh, a long you know, time ago it was Windy and Gluns. Those yeah, were really for me, it was just Gluns. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, Gluns and then way back in the day it was Union. Union. Yeah, they were. That's a whole nother podcast. Uh, <laughs> I did want to get into a couple. We don't, you know, usually we don't get into too many controversies on this podcast, but sure. um, you know, since I had you here and I'm struggling with something, I want to get your opinion. It's this uh, recent story about Founders Brewery, and um, I don't know if you're familiar, but they're being sued for racial discrimination. I saw it. Um, you know, uh, it, the details, you know, for our listeners, go ahead and press pause and Google it. I don't want to go through the whole details of it, but the gentleman seems to have some, uh, very valid, uh, uh, complaints. And, um, you know, I don't usually get political with my beers, you know, sure. um, but you know, and founders is like one of my all time favorites. My, I, it's I, my I, wife's favorite brewery. It's my favorite brew pub, mm. and we go there every year. We make a trip to Founders. Mm. It's like the perfect brew pub to me. Yeah, we love it. Uh, I, I, Their I, food's really I, good, too. The yeah. food's yeah. good. They've got a killer stage with bands, and mm-hmm. the service is always good, and, you know, it's huge, and I, I just love it. Um, you know, what's your take on that? I know you guys are very vocal about not pouring some breweries for, for different reasons. Um, you know, it, do, we, do we as owners have a responsibility to, uh, you know, support and not support these breweries? Um, is this a, uh, you know, are we jumping to um, conclusions without proof? You know, I, I don't know. Let me get your take. Uh, the way I see it is, you know, when you, when you're, when you sit down with a, a potential employee, you know, it, this is why I, I actually hate interviews. You're, you're not getting a real person. You're getting an actor who's putting on a show for you because they want to get a job. Very true, yeah. And um, You're just hoping they don't start crying and exactly. scream they love beer. And no. most well, of the- actually, that, that, I would give them a job. 
Brett Kavanaugh should be working at Kaiser Tiger. <laughs> he loves beer. He loves oh, beer. Oh, and that's what we it. need is we need a guy screaming, I love beer. <laughs> I couldn't help it. All right, no more politics. <laughs> but like I said, you don't know who you're hiring. And when you have a company the size of Founders, you've got a lot of people that you don't know what they do at home and who they are. And, you know, so, I mean, I have issues with founders for other reasons, but um, as in terms of, you know, you have an employee that does something stupid. I don't base, I don't judge the company for that. Yeah. Right. You can't control everything your employees do. Yeah. I'm still kind of waiting for, for a, some sort of like official announcement. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I did reach out to my rep. He said there's going to be a press conference, but yeah. this they, has been going on a week. I haven't heard a peep from the owners of founders. My guess is their lawyers are probably telling them to keep quiet. Yeah. Um, I'm you sure. know, this is I'm probably sure. a, a more of a legal strategy than anything else. And maybe they're like, this has no merit. It's not worth our time to comment on it. I don't right. know. I, you know, yeah, I, but, I, but they, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm sure the owners or whomever, don't feel that way. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I th- I would think, I would yeah. think. Uh, if you're somebody who's passionate about beer, I don't see you having, you know, a, a, a racist disposition, you know, because if you're making beer, you're making it for people. You're not worried about, you know, what, who's drinking it or, you know, the race of the person drinking it. So, well, you know, I like to think that's true, but you right. Know, yeah. Is, I mean, uh, I guess I'm an optimist. I just think the best of people and, you know, hope for the best. I mean, certainly if you want to be in an industry that doesn't have a lot of diversity, this is one you would join. I mean, we're not, right. we're not, that's, we're not a very diverse uh, crew, the, the, the craft beer, yeah. you know, industry. It's, um, and you know, it's not all our fault. I think, you know, we, we, we try to be inclusive, I, I, you know, at some point. There isn't a lot of interest, um, you know, from, you know, I don't know, from diverse ethnic groups in craft mm-hmm. beer. But I mean, I'm, it's a problem. I'm half Mexican, and I can tell you, uh, uh, my family doesn't give a darn about craft beer. You know, you can say damn. Uh, they don't give a say fuck. fuck. Yeah, <laughs> they don't give a <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah, give us a fuck. You know, <laughs> like uh, family reunions and things like that. It's piles of tecate and Corona. It is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I mean, it's. Whereas at it's my family f- events, it's um, who can outdo each other with uh, the latest whale. It's like a fucking bottle share <laughs> of my family <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The, you, know, you know, you're right. There is some of that. And, you know, they're in Michigan. It's not exactly, I mean. Right. Not to belittle Michigan. I love the state of Michigan. For my Michigan listeners, of which I'm sure there's none, uh, I love you. He's, but, you know, there are, um, <laughs> there, there, you do have a lot of militias up there. Sure. Um, so, you know, I'm sure there's a, uh, a white supremacist vibe in parts of Michigan. I don't yeah, know. And if Who you knows? find somebody what, that's going to in, in all in, parts of the United States, let's face it. Yeah. And um, being Michigan, you're, you don't know who's working in your warehouse. You don't, you know, mm-hmm. it could be anybody and somebody to go to that level. I'm not going to blame the brewery. That's just me though. Yeah. I'm following the same, same place with that. If, uh. You know, there are there are beer of the month for December, mm. and I am going to continue with them as our beer of the month for December. Kind of made a decision, yeah. Um, you know, and hopefully, 
uh, they come out with a statement soon yeah, that yeah. sort of backs up my belief in them. That's the only thing that I was kind of like, why haven't they said anything? Yet? Lawyers, I almost yeah. can guarantee it. Yeah, but and I, they're not you know independently owned. They yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, they're fifty percent to some whatever it is. But yeah. you know, they have yeah. corporate overlords. Sure. Yeah. Who may be? The, my guess is too that it, you know, if it, as it proceeds, more and more the facts will be coming out, so it'll be easier to make a call you know, as more of the story comes out and, and right. to determine, you know, how much, how, how many, you know, if it, assuming there was discrimination, who knew and when, you know, that kind right. of question, how far up the chain did it go? And I guess I, if have, I was their yeah. lawyer, I'd be like, you need to say something like tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, at you least know. have a blanket, like yeah. we do not tolerate discrimination right. type of statement. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as business owners, we could be in the same position someday. You never know. You know, I don't know what all my, you know, employees, you know, exactly. views are and actions and all, you know, I can't control them all. Uh, I don't even try. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully I'm not... Um, you know, held liable for their actions. Uh, uh, but you know, I know I'd have a different response. I would for sure. Yeah. yeah. I would, I would almost say something immediately. Yes. I me too. But, um, yeah, anyway, that's, you know, <laughs> I appreciate your opinion and, uh, yeah, just wanted to see what a fellow bar, uh, owner thought of it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if any of our listeners have opinions on that, please leave them. Uh, we have a comment section, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, they're nodding yes. <laughs> Leave us a comment because I would love to hear what the uh, the public thinks of this subject and, uh, uh, you know, all the rest. Yeah. And I know that breweries have, have gotten in, in trouble in the past for other reasons. Mainly, I want to say gender, uh, like some of the labeling issues and whatnot. And then also, I think a brewery Certainly. recently, you know, it's gotten political where they were. Yeah. One, what was the one brewery that partnered with Brewdog, and they were they went over to the UK and they were like, "We will give free beers to Trump oh, supporters." This was, um, do you remember? It's a little yeah. more complicated than yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. There, it, it was, it was a, a marketing stunt. It yeah. was, uh, and they didn't even necessarily they disclaim knowledge of it. I think. Yeah, and, they're claiming someone yeah. in a. But they're kind of like one of these breweries that is just a, a punk, but like will will push push any issue either way. Type of thing, so they're not gonna. Sounds familiar. Yeah. This was like two years ago. No, no, this is like two weeks ago. Yeah. Two. Oh, then I. Yeah, yeah. they. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't have the story exactly. Yeah. I did ask my brew dog rep about it, but Courtney? basically, yeah, Courtney. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Courtney. <laughs> Hi, Courtney. Hey, Courtney. <laughs> uh, and she said that there was like a, a brewery that did a, a some sort of collaboration with them, and they were going to launch them at their pubs in Europe, and. Um, someone in a rogue a rogue employee of a PR company mm. sent out something like wear your MAGA hat, you know, yeah. and, oh, uh, in the UK and get free so yeah. Like, yeah. and get free beer or something. No one no one in no one in the UK owns a yeah, MAGA hat. See, see, well the, the funny, UK maybe, not the, the rest of the funny thing is I actually like I'll be honest with you guys and maybe I'm just not seeing this right. I, and I I am I'll just I know we don't we have a no politics rule, but I I'm not I do not have a MAGA hat uh, at all. Uh, like I'm very against that. 
but I thought it was hilarious. You know, like I mean, it was funny. I want, I want uh, one of like those. It was uh, offensive in a funny way. Yeah, I want one of those. Make IPAs clear again. Huh? <laughs> yes, I saw that. And I, <laughs> Do they? No. Not gonna lie, I looked for one. Uh, yeah. It's real funny. Now, uh, Raphael does not have a no politics rule. Okay, uh, right. I mean, you guys are pretty vocal about politics. We are. On, we, okay. are. And, we are. And it's something I I debate within myself all the time because yeah. you know I'm like I I, I want to serve beer and good, good food and why am I getting involved in this? But it just sometimes I just can't help it. I get overwhelmed with some people it's, sometimes. And it's yeah. tricky to find a balance between trying to make sure that we can have conversations across political lines and right. have understanding versus standing up for what we believe is right. Sure. And it's really tough these days yeah. because everything's so political mm-hmm. that it is. You know, and uh, you know, and you can't make those jokes like punk rock uh, would not exist today. Um, I, I can't, you know, yeah. can't say I'm, I'm in the punk scene like I was in the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm not, you know, you guys are the minor threat restaurant group, so I'm sure you uh, yeah. are a punk fan. But, you know, there was a time when you, you know, just said outrageous things to piss people off, and that was right. punk rock, and you didn't mean it. You know, you like, dudes were wearing swastikas and shit like mm-hmm. that, you know, and it was it was just punk. It wasn't like they were Nazis. You understood that. Um, you can't do, you know, that is no, not, no, uh, no. the way it is anymore. Yeah. And, um, I keep the politics to my personal page, mm-hmm. but it took me a minute to realize that fans of crusade and sovereign are actually looking at my personal page. Sure. It's not just, you know, you my friends. It's hard to make a, you know, sure. separate the two. Yeah. So I, we, yeah. you know, we get phone calls and one time I walked into my restaurant and I was wearing, a. uh, Municipal waste T-shirts, a heavy metal band. Oh, it's the one, the one with, where he's, uh, he's, he's getting a, his head blown off. Yeah. yeah, and I walked in, and these gentlemen saw that I was working, doing something. Yeah, and had asked their server, "Does he work here?" And they were like, "He's the owner." And they got up, left, and then sent out messages to you know, like town, like their they hate our president and you know, we've had other political issues. You know, one time, uh, one of our employees are one of our partners posted something like as a joke, it was a joke. Some, something like I hated cops before it was cool or something like that. And all these people just it inundated us with how dare you and sent it to the York, you know, the, the Yorkville police and, Man, it was like, okay, we can't joke about these There's, things. Yeah, it's just, just, no, just nobody's got a sense yeah, of humor yeah, yeah, just yeah, anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, I, you know, yearn for the days when um, we can talk about politics and have different views and still be friends, you know. I mean, I have yeah. friends that are Trump supporters. I do. I have a lot of them. Yeah, yeah and me too. Um, they're not bad people, and you know, I I, I, I love them. In fact, uh, they think uh, differently, and that's what politics is. Yeah, you know, you think Absolutely. differently than the other person, and um, uh, so to have a small business and 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 getting political, we're in a little bubble in Chicago mm, that yeah. you're not in. You know, where right. you know yeah. I can I can say some. Uh, uh, derogatory things about our president in front of my customers, and they all laugh. Yeah, you know, and yeah, we um, don't we don't have that luxury. Yeah, and you know, the same story. I have a you know, our buddy Boris who was on the podcast. He's down in New Orleans, and 
you know, Louisiana is, is it's not a, not a blue state. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah right. Yeah. Um. And, and the, actually the area of the city where I grew up, it's, uh, you know, close to Mount Greenwood and Beverly. Sure. And, and that's where all the cops live. Yeah. And yeah. so just that little tiny spot is super red. Yeah. Well, the so, cop thing, I, you know, I don't think it was ever, uh, I think you always had some blowback mm. talking about, you know, even iced tea had the president after him, after his cop killer song. Although That's so crazy. I was just talking about that with my wife yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> they were awesome, weren't they? Body I count. loved cop killer. Uh, I it was a great album. Yeah. They blew me. I saw them in a Lollapalooza. I was, was the, there. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it was like Tinley. the first year or the second it, one. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, they were I the best band. In high school, day. but yeah, I was there. Um, but you know, he, he got a lot of blowback for that. And he now did. funny enough, he plays a cop on TV, the, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to change the album cover. It went from cop killer to like, body count remember he had that tattoo on his chest yeah yeah he had to change that and you know i i, I have a lot of sympathy for the police and and they they have a tough tough road ahead of them uh and i'm a, a tough huge job. supporter yeah i i am too yeah. and i have family who are police and uh we, we want them all to be safe um so you know i can't say i'm condoning any cop killing uh in fact it's it's uh it's it's terrible but you know cops should be able to say hey we should not have put 16 bullets in laquan mcdonald for know? sure um, you know, those two are not mutually exclusive. I think we can support the police and say, hey, well, that was a little too much. You know? And sometimes I feel like that's what the right kind of forgets that like they kind of I'm not going to say I'm a liberal, but I lean left. I'm going to say you're a liberal. Right, we're, <laughs> we're friends on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, when I say I lean left, you know, I believe in the Second Amendment. I have my concealed carry. You know, I, 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 I do a lot of things that. The left Go. looks at me like, what are you doing? Um, but uh, one thing for sure is a uh, huge mi- military supporter and the, the police uh, wear the bracelet. You know, I. I yeah, cops, I, are, I, cops are our friends, right? Cops I mean, are our friends. You know, yeah, let's yeah. just I say mean, it. Yeah. In any group, you have your bad apples, no matter what it is. And to say that cops are bad people or they're evil or, you know, they're just looking to uh, hurt a specific minority group. I don't believe that because I know a lot of cops and they're not like that. But of course, there's always that one asshole that's got to ruin it for everybody else. Yeah, they're just like the rest of us. You <laughs> yeah. know? Some of us are good. Yeah. Some of us are bad. Some of us do bad things. Some exactly. of us do good things. You know, they're just people. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we did get very political. Yeah, I apologize to wow. our listeners. Yeah, I'm going to need another beer if we continue. Done these guys. But uh, I didn't know, know there was a no politics rule. Well, I'm glad you told me. I don't think there is anymore. Yeah, I think, I think we, we broke we, it. We broke it pretty hard. <laughs> but hey, it is. Uh, no, it's it's all good. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, let's get to our shameless plug time. What yeah. is going on at the uh, Sovereign and Crusade Burger Bar? Um, the next big event, and, uh, you know, by the way, w- w- why don't you give us the addresses, let people know how sure. they can find you and where you're at. Sovereign is two, four, two, zero, five, uh, West Lockport street. It's right in downtown Plainfield. Um, it's the only building that's dark gray and kind of morbid looking. <laughs> uh, it looks like <laughs> a old house from a horror movie, basically. Awesome. Uh, in, um, uh, Crusade Burger Bar is 209 South Bridge Street in downtown Yorkville. Uh, their downtown is literally five buildings, so you can't miss us. We got a big sign. 
Um, Sovereign, we, 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 we do our thing, you know, uh, we don't do a lot of events, you know, we want people to come in and enjoy beer without worrying about people on microphones. I mean, we do it every once in a while, maybe once or twice a year. What's the dish blowing you away there right now? Cause I know the food is out of control. Good. So we're, we're moving up a little bit more up the vegan route. Um, we're getting a lot of demand for it. We've you always had a yeah. dish or two. Um, and the dish or two is always the most popular. So we've got uh, a fried uh, sweet potato fritter right now. That's it's 100% vegan and I'm not a vegan. I love meat, but I order this dish all the time. Your vegan dish is one of the most populars. Yeah. 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 We have a vegan dish. It's uh, I can't say it's actually the least popular, but you have to have it. You know, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're here to please people and there's a lot of vegans out there. Mm hmm. Yeah, so I mean, we started with one dish. We're up to like three or four now, and wow. they all sell well. That's they great. All sell well. Yeah, um, Crusade. We're doing a huge party on Black Wednesday, so we're gonna actually have an Iron Maiden cover band there. Nice. Maiden, oh, Maiden, awesome! I believe yeah. it's Maiden Chicago. I think it's all female band. <laughs> Killer. Sweet. Yeah. So uh, looking forward to that. That's, That's like St. Patrick's Day out in the suburbs, right? Black Friday. Oh. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day is crazy. Even if you're not an Irish place, people are looking for the goofy green beer. And so right. we but, don't do any of that. But Black Friday is like when everyone goes home to the Burbs and it's like, uh, goes crazy home town. for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Meets all their high school buddies at Crusade. And, yeah, you know. exactly. So, but Black Wednesday <laughs> should be crazy. It should be Awesome. It's the opposite effect here in the city. Everybody leaves. Leads the, <laughs> leads the city for the suburbs. Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Anyway, <laughs> Bruce, what do you got going on, man? You know, um, just rocking and rolling with the tours. Now it's sweater weather, so um, beers are, we're flipping our beer list naturally to more of the kind of fall fall beers, a lot of ambers and that sort of thing. And it's, still the, have some, it's the like, year of Octoberfest yeah, beers, isn't it? a ton of like, Oktoberfest. Man, yeah. everyone's made one. Yeah, and, yeah, which I think is, I love, I love them. I do too. Um, so I love the one I'm drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fully supportive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then other than that, just just rocking and rolling. Um, how about you? Sweet. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, Patty's is rolling along. Uh, Kaiser, we're building the curling court second week of uh, November. Uh, yes. Nice, getting that going. Still uh, haven't done that. I got to do it. It's fun. You know, it's ice and drinking and that's all stones. you need. Yeah, that's all you really need. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm trying to think of uh we do have some events coming up. Um uh oh I I have a keg of unfiltered pilsner coming to Kaiser Tiger. In fact, three kegs. Nice. Yeah, someone didn't want theirs, and I said, Thank Heck you very yeah. much. I'll be taking that. And that is um this Tuesday, October sixteenth. We will have three kegs of unfiltered pilsner here at Kaiser Tiger, and uh uh I'm gonna drink at least one and a half of them. <laughs> <laughs> so get here for the other one and a half. Uh, I think we'll have the van outside and the heaters on and all that. So it's, uh, that's what I got going on. Cool. Um, yeah. Can't complain. Awesome. All right. So Raphael, thank you yeah, so thank much you. Really for making the drive it. in yeah. and, uh, you thank know, thank you for having me. I really appreciate, uh, an opportunity to get the, the burbs, exactly. yeah. some attention. Yeah. Shout out to the burbs. This it's all awesome. started from a massive, uh, Facebook thread that, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, Raphael <laughs> finally was like, yeah, and you never talk about the burbs and he's hundred yeah. percent right. So we, uh, are correcting it. Yep. Cool. And I appreciate it. 
Awesome. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, please tell your friends, beeropinions.co. We can be found on uh, iTunes and Stitcher and uh, wherever you find quality podcasts. And uh, yeah, tell leave your a friends. review if you yep. can. And leave a review if you liked it. As long it. as it's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't like, like it, uh, email Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret investor at um, Patty Long's. Uh, Silent. Uh, Silent investor. Silent. <laughs> secret, too. Secret from me. All right. Cheers, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>